This is Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. The 100 miles of open water separates the most northern tip of Florida from the most southern northern tip of sorry, coast of Cuba. It's a stretch of water that has claimed hundreds of lives since the Cuban Revolution. Although in recent years, with the death of dictator Fidel Castro, the former head of Cuba, and the relaxing of the oppressive government, the death toll has diminished somewhat. Still, there are those who flee that tiny island nation for a taste of freedom in the United States. Flotillas of the boat, of the boat people, flotillas of boat people seeking freedom and family in the U.S. have created desperate boats out of anything that might possibly float long enough to reach U.S. soil. The goal of these boat people is simple, hit dry land. As long as refugees are in the water, they're Cubans. As of 1995, the U.S. had agreed either to return, rescued, or captured boat people back to Cuba or transport them to a neutral third country. But once these Saudi sailors' feet hit dry land, they are instantly transformed. They have the right to stay in the U.S. for at least a year that qualifies them to get expedited legal permanent resident status and eventually even perhaps U.S. citizenship. The moment a Cuban refugee has dry feet, a whole new future welcomes them. The first disciples Jesus calls in Luke's gospel are dry feet disciples, but they didn't become dry feet disciples until they were willing to be boat people. They launched into deep water at Jesus's command. Once out there, they see the ex and experience things over which they have no control. Things they know with their, their hearts and souls are sure evidence of God's providence and sovereignty. But their wet water witness brings them to a dry foot transformation. Say that five times fast. Mm -hmm. The moment their boat hit the sand, Simon Peter, James, and John walk off the, walk off the bow of their boats and leave them behind. The moment their feet become dry feet, they are transformed into disciples. Instead of hunters or fishers, they are transformed like transformed into caught and taught gatherers, catching living men and women with hope and love, offering them a new life with a new vision of God's kingdom. But here's the catch. Getting to the point of dry feet first requires a no-holds-barred launching into the deep. Most of the boats used to cross that great ex expanse of ocean between Cuba and the U.S. aren't very safe and aren't very pretty. It first takes tremendous courage and conviction to get wet in order to get dry. Like the Hebrew people who passed through the Red Sea with the armies of Pharaoh in hot pursuit, they first had to pass through the sea to get to the dry land. They were leap of faith through the sea, wet refugees, before they were dry land, promised land people. Even the most skilled sailor knows there is no such thing as a guaranteed easy passage. Winds shift. Gates blow out of nowhere. Sorry, gales blow out of nowhere. Swells go from choppy to Cuisinart in a matter of minutes. When the water, wind, and wave conditions get their diciest, sometimes the safest thing a savvy sailor can do is stop trying to control the ship's every movement. Slow the sails, lighten the load, hold on to the bare essentials, and let the power of the sea and storm be the guiding force. Sometimes all you can do is pray and trust God. You are no longer the captain of your ship or your fate. You realize you are no longer in control 
of your life. One of the first lessons Jesus taught his, for his first disciples was to give up their control to God and embrace an out-of-control discipleship. Simon Peter, James, and John had a plan. They had a set schedule. They fished at night. They cleaned and repaired the nets in the morning. They rested in the afternoon. And they spent evenings with their families. They went back out to fish when night fell once again. But no matter how neat their schedule, they had one big problem. They were catching no fish. Their schedule was full, but their nets, their coffers, their lives were empty. When Jesus arrived at the edge of the water, he first, he first messed up their morning, then messed up the rest of their lives. When Jesus instructed them to head out into the deep water and lower their nets, his advice went against all they knew as fishermen. But within minutes, their nets were filled to the bursting point. They had more of a catch than any of them had ever imagined possible. Those full nets showed Simon Peter how empty was the rest of his life. God had more to offer than a set schedule of daily duties. A, a, uh, a, a, uh, excuse me, a routine that allowed for nothing exceptional, nothing extraordinary, nothing unexpected. When the kingdom of God washed over Simon Peter, James, and John, it nearly sank their boats and totally deep-sits their illusion of control. Instead of being a fisherman or an independent businessman, Simon suddenly saw who he really was. I'm a sinful man. The only control Simon Peter wielded was the ability to let go, to fall on his knees and to confess his humble humanity. The last step Simon James and John ever made on their own was that step off of their boats and onto dry land. Once they had dry feet, their lives went totally out of control because they turned their lives, their trust, their futures over to Jesus and they followed him. Being in control has become an addiction and not just for the Google generations. When was the last time you didn't have some sort of control device in your hand or on your person? A remote, an iPhone, an iPad, a laptop, OnStar, ADT, GPS, all are controllers. Our digital kids are great at being controllers. They're growing up being the directors of all things digital. Give them a controller like for an Xbox or a PlayStation, a mouse or a remote for a flat screen online system, an internet-connected cell phone with projector, and they can control their whole world until they cannot. What is the biggest thing keeping some of us from, from being full and authentic disciples of Jesus? We refuse to give up our control, or more accurately, our illusion of control. We are control junkies. When the 7.0 earthquake hit Port-au-Prince some years back, it took down homes, it took down the Capitol building, it took down the cathedral, but the most devastating takedown was of the cell towers. The electronic grid that had enabled people to communicate with each other was suddenly gone. Everyone, everyone, everywhere was suddenly out of touch, out of control, on their own. When mudslides and drowning rains and hurricanes cascade upon unsuspecting communities, what is the biggest headache for emergency crews? People who won't leave their homes for safety. People who refuse to evacuate areas judged to be in grave danger for killer avalanches or washouts. The people who say, stay, think they are staying in, in charge of their property. 
They think they are keeping tabs on their stuff. They think they are guarding their life. Control junkies think they can stare down Mother Nature with some sandbags, a hose, and a plan. Sure, they're afraid of losing their homes, their incomes, their things, but the biggest fear is admitting that they have lost control. <clears throat> their lives have no longer, are no longer in their own hands. This is the biggest fear haunting a control junkie, letting go of the illusion that we can grasp and guide our own lives all by ourselves. You say, I'm not a control freak. I'm not a control junkie. Okay, all right. Let's see, let's put it to the test. How do you know if you're a control freak? Here are seven signs, seven tip-offs, or you might even call them the seven beatitudes of a control junkie. Number one, you are large and in charge, always and at all times give the impression you are in control, never evidence of any feelings of inadequacy. Number two, be always right. Try to look better and more right than others. Work harder than anyone else around you. Number three, take the credit whenever things do go according to plan. If something goes wrong or awry, it's not your fault. Find a scapegoat and blame others. Number four, you have learned not to trust others. You can only trust yourself. Number five, deny all negative feelings, fears, and doubts. Keep on task. Suppress weaker emotions. Don't admit your feelings or fears. Number six, find the one right answer to every problem and insist everyone follow your right answer. Number seven, hold a grudge. Disputes are never resolved and healed. Disagreements and fights can continue indefinitely. Control freaks count on, their on the power of their controllers, the power of their intellect, the power of their powers, the power of their portfolios and securities to give them everything they need to survive. Disciples hand over whatever control they might have and might have had to make way for the power of God, the power of faith, the power of the cross. The attitudes Jesus offered were and are a manifesto for how to live out of control lives. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Blessed are those who hand over their controllers. Have you handed over yours? Can you take your hands off the controls and pause for a minute? Can you see the fears and anxieties that are really driving you? Can you give up your control to God? Is Jesus the mascot of your life or the monarch of your life? Can you trust and obey? For there is no other way to be happy in Jesus than trust and obey. Amen. Amen. Pray.com. Pray.com. This is our, our app that we're using now, guys. Now, this is what I do on Pray.com. Every day, I actually post a prayer. Um, and it's posted by me just to our, our, our little circle of friends here. Please go to the App Store or to Google Play, the Google Play Store. Don't worry about it. I got it. Okay. And, and uh, download Pray.com. I also post our videos there. I also put some, if there's ever a special announcement, sometimes I'll put it there as well. 
Is there something that I'm missing? Why don't you move that over there? I can see the glare. The glare oh, take it, grab it from here, right here. There's a glare. Okay, there we go. There you go. All right, pray.com. So uh, it's also a place, not only can you do, do daily prayers with us, and look, these aren't long, drawn-out prayers. This is like a two or three-line prayer at the most. It'll take you two, two minutes to go through it. Um, okay, I got it. But um, you can also do your online tithing there. Um, any of you who were here last week know that we had a little discussion about tithing and what it meant and what it meant to your church. It's very important. Um, so a good place if you don't want to put the dollar in the bucket here, you can always do it online with your credit card or with your bank account. It's a little easier sometimes for people that way. Okay. Um, pray at DallasULC.com. Pray at DallasULC.com. This is a place where you can simply drop us an email. We'll be glad to offer our prayers for you. During the week, we pray every single day here at Dallas Universal Life Church. Um, you can also ask that we uh, include your prayers in our in our Sunday intercessions uh, where the entire congregation will pray for them. You can choose your name and remain anonymous, or you can choose to give us your name, whichever you choose. Also, at pray at DallasULC.com, you can dedicate a service to a loved one, either one who's passed on in their memory, or it's also a great gift. Well, there's I Love You, Lord. It's also a great gift. Uh, going to the last song, please. It's a great gift to give for graduations, for birthdays, for anniversaries, um, you know, anything like that. But, you know, it's great. I, I think it's awesome to have your name in the bulletin and, and be able to hear your name said and have it. And, and, and everybody say a mass in, in, in honor of you. Um, and that's that's there for the rest of your life. They, they said a mass in your honor. All we ask is that you do a small, give us a small donation to the church to help cover the cost of the service. Feedback at DallasULC.com. Feedback at DallasULC.com. Obviously, this is kind of pretty self-explanatory. Self You're going to do your compliments, your complaints, your, I can't remember all what they exactly was I had on there. Compliments, complaints, concerns, um, worries, compliments. That was a good thing. That's the best one there. Compliments. We like the compliments. Mm -hmm. So feedback at DallasVLC.com. You want to give us some feedback? There's where you do it. It's great for our podcasters, for people, our podcast listeners and our YouTube listeners who aren't here to give us their information, to give us their feedback live. They can give it to us there. Feedback at DallasVLC.com. Hey, did y'all know we had a podcast? No. Yeah, we have a podcast. We are now averaging 90, 90 listens per episode, guys. That's amazing. Our goal is, our goal, uh, uh, Michael over here, when we were down at, you know, 30-something, said, well, okay, our goal is going to be 100. Somebody heard him. Somebody heard him. So we're getting there. Um, and it's, it's amazing. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very proud of our podcast. If you haven't listened to our podcast, please go listen to it. It's a little different to listen to our podcast and be here in service or even watching YouTube. It's just different. It's just, I don't know what it is, but there's something about it that it's just, it's just different. You see, I hear different things in the podcast every time that I hear it. And believe me, I listen to it enough. Um, everybody will tell you. We, we, we listen to it for, to get me in the mood for writing and we listen to it to, to, to learn things. We get into um, whatever it is. We're always listening to it here, but it's, it's okay. At least I think it is. So um, the podcast, you can hear us. On our podcast, on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Podbean, Spotify, Castbox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Or if you don't want to do, uh, listen to any of those, simply go to Your Path. Search for Your Path with Bishop Mark. Your Path with Bishop Mark. So you gotta do is we're all over the web. You'll find us. Your Path with Bishop Mark. One thing I want to mention about this, guys, um, at the end, if you go to our, our podcast page, either on Anchor, anchor.fm slash Bishop Mark, or uh, just listen to the end of our, of our, of our podcast, 
uh, usually there's a usually not always but usually there's a um, uh, a little disclaimer a little message saying we rely on donations to keep the podcast going just like we do the church um, you can at anchor.fm slash bishop mark you can support our podcast um, it's kind of cool um, you, I mean you don't have to give much and you don't have to give any if you don't like but if you'd like to support our podcast they actually offer it where you can offer either a, a, a weekly or a monthly uh, little stipend for us to help keep our podcast going I mean as you can see right now, we're having some computer issues. That computer runs our podcasts, our, our, our YouTube, all of it. And so we're kind of um, scratching our heads and, and wondering what we're going to do next. So we could really use the help. So if you can go to anchor.fm slash podcast, uh, Bishop Mark, and check out our donation page there, or simply go to dallasulc.com, and on our page there, you'll see our donation page. Um, and help us out with, help us to keep coming to you. Um, we... You know, it, it, it does cost money to keep things going, and I wish it didn't. I wish we could do all this for free and, 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 and uh, just offer the Word of the Lord um, and, and survive that way, but we can't. Um, so if you want to help us out, that'd be great. We'd love to have some support for you. Uh, either way, keep coming back and listening to us every week and watching us every week. And if you can make it in, come on and see us here at the church. Okay? All right. I think that's going to do it for today. I did my plea. I did my, 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 my podcast stuff. I did all my, my, my feedback stuff. All right, we're ready to roll, guys. A bishop a day keeps the devil away. You're listening to Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Hi. Hello. So what do you like? What do you not like? What do you want to keep? What do you want to get rid of? Do you know what I mean when I say that? you understand what I'm saying? Okay, let me just explain it to you so that everybody understands that it's not just me blurting out words, okay? I want, I, I, one thing that I, since I, since I founded this, this church, I, I made a promise that we would never be a stagnant church. And what I mean by that is there are some churches out there that are so, you know, ruining my sound. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, close, um, go close it up. Close um, it up. There you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. There are some churches out there that are so caught up in their dogma and in their their rules and in their, you know, uh, Vatican II councils that they do the same thing over and over and over. People regurgitate the same Perfect. prayers over and over and over and stand and kneel and do the same thing over and over and over. I try to make our service different every week. There are some things that are the same. The Our Father is the same and the Creed is the same. Those are the same. They're going to be. I mean, that's what they are. It's what we believe and it's the prayer that Jesus Christ gave us to pray to God. Other than that, I try and make it a little different every week. And, and I want us to remember that we don't have to be stagnant. This is y'all's church. This is your church. So what do you like? What do you not like? means what do you like? What do you not like? Is there something in the service you liked a whole lot? Is there something you didn't like? What do you want to keep? What do you want to get rid of? Is there something you really want to keep that you want to just really bring up? Or is there something you really just are just really not starting to, starting to really just grate on your nerves and you want to get rid of it. And we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll have a little debate about it. We'll do whatever. And we'll work on it. And, and, and we'll try and change with what you want. Because this is your church. And what we worship is how you worship. And, and that's the way I want it to be. I don't want it to be some you know council telling you you have to worship this way because that's not the way it works. We're all on our own path. Okay, We can all worship our own way. But when we come together, we kind of have to compromise and, and work together and, and do something that we all feel comfortable with. And that's what, what I mean when I say that. So when I say that, that's what I'm saying. I'm just giving you the opportunity to come at me and say, look, hey, is there something I really liked today or something I didn't like today? Or we can just go directly into talking about the sermon or about your life or about your path or about anything you want to talk about. That's what this time is for. Okay? So, 
What do you like? What do you not like? What do you want to keep? What do you want Two to get rid of? <laughs> Come on with it. I'm waiting. Piece of advice, exactly what you paid for. Nothing. Your screen up here. Yeah. It is to support whatever's going on. Yeah. Here. Mm -hmm. If you see that it's not working, it's flickering, it's not on the right page, it didn't bring it down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fiddle around with it over there all you want. Mm -hmm. But anything that's going to distract and draw attention away from, mm -hmm. that is a distraction. The biggest problem we have with that, just, just a quick defensive hand for that. The music is tied into our, our PowerPoint. So it was difficult, it just was not loading, and then to even to go and try and get it from the actual file, which I showed them where to get those, that's how we played most of our music today, it wasn't even loading very well. So that so, window that he was, while yeah, you are talking? It should not have been there. He right. could have dra dragged okay. it over. Yeah, was that, were you having trouble dragging it over? What was the deal? The mouse kept going in. The out. mouse was going in and out as well. I don't know what is going on with that computer. Mm -hmm. um, we may have to wipe it all the way down and, and start over with it. Is that a new computer over there or something? Huh? Is that a new one over there? There's another one over there. Um, it's, it's a little older model, and I just now got it up. Um, we had a password issue on it, and by the grace of God, I don't know how, uh, I figured that out. I, 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 don't ask me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm telling you, it was by the grace of God. A joke. No, I mean, seriously. It, it was a password that I didn't know, and that nobody else knew, and I figured it out. So, you know, just in time to use it for our, our sound today, because the $2,500... Um, uh, Alienware, somebody apparently spilled some sort of liquid on the power supply and didn't tell me and it will no longer, uh, either either it will no longer uh, start up the Alienware or the Alienware shorted out because of that. I'm not sure which yet. So mm. that's what's going on with that. We're having some major computer problems, computer issues here, guys, and I apologize. I know it's a distraction. I do. And I know the waiting and, and all of that is not funny. It's embarrassing to me. I work very, very hard. We all work very, very hard to do the PowerPoints and the songs and, and everything and make sure everything comes out just right. And when it doesn't, it's frustrating as all heck. I mean, it really is. It really gets my goat um, that we work that many hours on those kinds of things and then it comes out and we don't really even get to use it. So I, I apologize for that. Trust me, I'm, I'm just as disappointed as you are, and I'm doing everything I can to try and rectify it. Um, I'm going to work on that computer, and hopefully we'll get it done. If not, we're going to have to do something else. So, Okay, so let's go back to where we were, though, today. Talking about uh, Jesus Christ teaching people to be, as it says in some of the other gospel writers, right, fishers of men. Here it said, you learn how to fish people. Uh, writes it a little differently in this gospel, but that's okay. Um, letting go. Letting go and letting God. Letting go of the controls. Giving the remote control to God. I have the, the sermon, all I could think of was Carrie Underwood, Jesus, take the wheel. Amen. That's exactly the song. <laughs> I mean, that's what it's about. Look, let go and let God. How many times have we said that? Okay, I mean, yeah, no, on. as ridiculous as it sounds, it, it's, it's a the truth. bumper sticker. It's yeah, the truth. truth to it. But how do you, how do, you do that? It's, that is faith. That is... How do you let go of your life and let God take over. How do you do it? Tell me how you, I mean, literally, how do you do it? The more you, the more anyone tries to ever control or or keep a grip on something, the tighter that grip, the, the, the less control you actually have. Absolutely, absolutely. So to 
the term let go, let God, or to blind faith is not one. He's not saying just throw up your hands and no. trust God's going to do it, and you just sit there and do nothing. You still have to make decisions. You still have to get out there and do it. <laughs> God did give us a brain. Absolutely. And, you know, some more than others. Um, okay. But you got to, once you come to the understanding that there is a greater force at work in this universe. Oh, yeah. And you, you, you're never going to change that force. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God there's a right. larger force in this universe. Right. You know? That's what I'm talking about. I'm That's, telling you. Um, and make your decisions and uh, accordingly. We talk about it all the time. We talk about listening to God. And this falls under the same guideline here. This is the same kind of thing I'm talking about. You know, Baylor's trying to explain to you, it's not about just, you know, okay, God, take over. You're just, it's not what it's about. You're still having to make decisions in your life. You still have to get up and go to work. You still have to get up and do this. You have to act how you're, you know, you're going to act, do what you're going to do, treat people the way you're going to treat them, give back what you're going to give back, and take what you're going to take. But don't just do it on your own self-will. Okay? Listen to God. That's how you're giving that remote control to Him. It's kind of like, if you want to think of it this way, it's, it's almost like uh, giving it to a drill sergeant. The drill sergeant runs his platoon, right? With cadence and with orders and with, this is the way it's going to be. And the platoon <clears throat> answers and follows the direction. That's, they do what He says. That's kind of what we're talking about here. If you want to look at God as a drill sergeant, I don't like to look at Him that way because I think He's more compassionate than that. But just for, for, for sake of understanding where I'm going here, he's telling you what to do. He's telling you how to live. He's telling you what he wants. And if you just open your ears and open your mind and open your soul and open all of that up and listen, immersify yourself in his word and his voice, it's that simple. And part of listening is simply recognizing. That's the hardest part. That's the hardest part. You know, <laughs> you, you keep doing what you want to do thinking... It's the right thing to do, but if you keep on running into hurdle after hurdle after hurdle, or you feel like you're getting slapped back somehow, sometimes that's... Sometimes. You need to recognize there's a better path, there's an easier path, there's... Um, and sometimes that path is, well, most often that path is not going to be the one we want or, no. we, or think we want. Logically, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't work, right? And, and I, I think that's true most of the time, that there is another path that we're missing. Right? You know, we're just not looking for it. Sometimes mm -hmm. I think those, those stumbling blocks, those, those hurdles we have to make, are there for a reason. They're there to teach us something. You know? And I think it's important to recognize that maybe we're not on the wrong path at that time, too. And we have to go through this because we have like, to learn something. It was like the other night. Um, so usually I don't really, I don't sweat the small things. I, I will... I'm not stingy, no nothing, right? But things started to take place and did take place in a certain manner that, you know, I kind of started becoming the complete opposite. Because it's like, if if it's, if something got taken or something went missing, you know, whoever or however it did, it's, they needed it more than you did. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, do we cry over spilled milk? Like, you know, I don't think so. I mean, you can, but it's just... 
what's the point? You know, it, it comes with the territory of this certain environment or whatever. So, long story short, you know, I started noticing, like, I kept having these, uh, instead of sharing my cigarettes or whatever, I was like, no, nope, you got 50 cents, you got 50 cents, oh. whatever, you know, and then it's like, now I'm starting to lose you know, I'm starting to lose those, um, you know, people are getting me even worse than they had been, you know, uh, and, you know, it's just everything started, like, stuff just started going up missing from mine and things like that, and it's like thinking, I have to, you know what, this, this is, it's a sign, God's trying to tell me to chill out, and it, like, you know, because it's going to come back later, not, he's not telling me to chill out because of that, but I'm just saying, like, it was like, it was, it was a slap in the face to just tell me, like, because I, it's like, people usually don't get bad things done to them, like karma like that, if they don't dish it out. And I don't dish it out at all, by no means. So, that was just, uh, you know, I took it in a sense of, that's why I came out the other day, and was like, hey, you know, here's, here's a cigarette, da 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 you know, blah, 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 and, you know, that was not by any animosity, no, none, like, no, no, but, like, like here, you can have one, it's not a big deal. Um, they're gone, they're here when they're gone. I mean, they're here when they're here and they're gone, whatever. I'll get more, something will fall in place. So. Here's the thing to remember that I'm gonna to just suggest to you. Once again, we're all on our own path. We all are on a separate path. We're not following the same, we're not going the same way. Um, some of us, our paths inter you know, cross quite a bit, some of us don't. And in order to know your path, in order to know what God is trying to show you with the stumbling blocks or with the accolades or with the good and the bad and whatever it is, you need to be able to listen. You need to be able to communicate with God. You know, prayer is not a monologue. Prayer is a conversation between you and God. So say what you have to say, ask what you have to ask, shut up and listen. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. It may not be here that you hear it. It may be here. It may be here, it may be just something you see, it could be just a feeling you get. I mean, God wants to speak to you. You just have to learn how to listen. You have to learn to communicate with Him. It's like learning to speak as a child. It's a different, almost like a different language, but it's not. It's, you just have to feel it. You've got to be able to let everything, it's almost a meditation what you're doing, okay, when you pray. Let everything go, but all of that crap that's happened to you all day, all that junk that's bogging you down, let it just let it slide off of you. Breathe and just let the goodness in. Just know that God is there with you. Feel his presence and then listen. Don't think about it. Don't talk anymore. Shut up and listen. When you're able to do that and you're able to get that direction from God about where, where you're supposed to be going and what you're supposed to be doing, what more could you ask for? God himself is telling you your path. How sim more simple can it be? Um, practice. You have to practice this. This is not something that you get overnight. This is not something that just happens. It's not going to be God looking at you going, I command thee, you will still do this and do that. And that, no, it's not going to happen that way. It's not going to happen that way. If it does, either you've done something really, really bad, <laughs> or God just really, you know, trying to make a point with you and say, look, okay, I've tried everything else. It'll be through your conscious. That's where it is. It's that. It'll be through your conscious right. and it'll be through nature. I, you know, I talk about that little inner voice. That inner little, little inner voice most of the time, yeah, that's probably God talking to you. So it's actually probably a pretty big inner voice. Okay? Does everybody get that? 
kind of understands it. You know, we've talked about this for years for some, with some of you guys. I mean, so y'all have been here since the beginning. Before, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, that it, and still, I think today it's still very difficult for some of you to conceive what I'm trying to say. That you know, you get, you get caught up on my words. Shut up. Oh, that's funny. It's meant to make you think about what I'm saying. I want you to. I want you to hear the harshness in my voice. Shut up. Seriously, shut up. Shut it off. Shut it. Shut it off. Don't think. Just let. Either this, if it's if it's in silence, it works in silence for you. Do it in silence. Some people it works. They have to have noise. They have to have the, the wind going in their ears. They have to have nature. They have to. Have, some people have to have, get in the closet and do it. Some people go in the shower and do it. Whatever works for you. Trial and error. Make it work. Because he's talking. He's talking to all of us. You just have to open your ears, your proverbial ears, and hear him. And like I say, can you imagine? your life with God saying, okay, today, this is going to happen, you're going to do this, and this is why I did this yesterday, and so you understand, just stay on this right path, this is what you're supposed to be doing, you're doing the right way, keep on going. He's not going to tell you everything, no, it's not that simple, but he will point you in the right direction, and if you just follow, look, if it's logical, if it seems to make sense, if if it's working, then it's probably right. We talked about before. God gave us something called guilt for a reason, and and that that little feeling we get when we're not not when you're not going the right way, and you kind of get that, that hair kind of sticks on the back of your neck. You're like, something's not right here. Just something doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. There's that. There's that feeling. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Well, you do um, step up for a minute. Yeah. Go. Go right ahead. Yes, sir. Yeah, I remember like four weeks ago, I was complaining about how I had my school ripped from out from underneath me. Yes. And I was like, well, where do I go from here? Blah, 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 blah. And t- tell us what's happened. I don't know. It was crazy, but uh, apparently I had left my backpack up at the school and um, uh, before Christmas break, and they just had found it. And I went and got it. I had several opportunities to get it, and I just never did until just like last week. And I talked to uh, two two people. Uh, one was a she was with financial aid, but she had some pull in the, the uh, like the academic department. And the other one was one of my instructors that I've had a couple of times, but he's also like head of academics for the weekend staff of the program. So I talked. They all didn't really understand where I went. They thought I was on LOAs, and I kind of explained to one guy this situation, like how I kind of got railroaded a little bit. And apparently I found out immediately after he got out of that conversation, he picked his phone up and called Manuel, which is like the second highest guy in the school, and told him the situation. And then the women in the academic department started, they spoke on my, spoke on my behalf without me calling about anything or, you know, trying to get a meeting set up to see if there could be a chance. And, 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 and on top of all that, uh, they they had told me if I'd come back that it would I would not have financial aid I'd have to pay out of my pocket. It's a lot of money. Blah 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 blah, and um, it's just like a reentry. No, I'm still on the same plan. Everything just just got restarted. Or, you so know, congratulations up. to you for that. that that's fantastic yeah, yeah. news. Yeah, yeah. So and and, and again, it, these people stood up for you because they saw something in you. Yeah. And you know, what we do affects everybody around us. And I know you don't believe this, but we, we touch people in our lives 
every every day, and you don't even realize some of the people. Most of the people you don't realize how you've touched them and how you've affected them. Which is why I think it's so important that when you're out and about, that you make eye contact. You don't put your head down. You, you smile. You say how you doing. What's up? Hey, what's up? Because when you walk by that person and you look in their eyes, and they look back and they hear you acknowledge them, you may have just saved that person's life because they may have just gotten fired from their job and they're walking to that bridge you just walked off of to jump off of it. You don't know. So why not be that way with everybody? You know, try and try and acknowledge people because that's you know, one of the biggest things we have in this world is if people feel like they're invisible. And that, that really sucks to feel that way. Um, so just one, even a stranger, just a stranger saying, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? You're, you're alive, I believe. I, I know you're, you're, you're worth me talking to. can change, change the world, believe it or not. It just takes one person. And that's Jesus Christ working through us. That's how, you, how he works through us, by that kindness and that act. That is an act that is giving of yourself. You don't have to do it. You don't have to put the energy forth. That's what we talk about giving back. That's one of those things you can give. It's very simple, very easy to do. You can give it back. You can give a smile. You can give a, a what's up. You can give a hey. Whatever. That's huge. You really don't realize how many people you touch every day. I, I, the other day, actually a couple weeks ago, somebody came to me. And I've got two quick stories here just to prepare and share with you on that. It, it just blew me away. The first one is this guy has, has watched my church online. He's never really made it to a service. That's fine. You know, he may have just conflict of interest or whatever. But he sat me down and it just blew me away. He said, he looked at me and he said, I admire you. And I was like, what are you talking about? He said, you had this dream and you did it. I said, well, no, we're not done yet. He goes, no, I, I, you're not done yet. He said, you've got a lot more ahead of you, but you, he said, you are looked upon in our community. You, you are um, a leader in our community. Let me tell you something, that made me feel amazing because I never really thought of myself that way. I, I never did. I mean, I'm just, I'm just doing something here that I felt like I needed to do, that I felt needed to be done. And the other story is, um, there's a, a gentleman who comes to our church occasionally. Um, he's a, a friend of mine. And, and he actually at one point pulled me aside and said, you are a pillar of our community. You're a root. Now he called me a root, a pillar I get. Root, you're a root of our community. That made me feel like, what are you trying to say, that I'm old? What are you trying to say? I mean, what do you mean? And it took me a little bit of time to understand it. I'd never heard that term used that way before. But he says, you, you are, you're the, you're what everything's growing from, you know? That's a huge compliment. That was amazing to me. And, and that's what I'm talking about. I don't realize, I, I know I touch lives, I know I do, and I am I meant to, that's what I'm supposed to do, that's my job. But for these people that, I, that aren't really even really members of our congregation, they don't necessarily come to church all the time, and just to, to tell me something like that off the cuff, it was amazing, and, and that's what I'm trying to say to you. It, the things you do in your daily life can affect people you never even realize, and that can be a, a chain reaction that goes on and on and on, and it's just huge, you fall asleep on me, aren't you? I see those eyes coming. <laughs> You're mellow. Yeah, I'm mellow. Okay. So you see what I'm saying there, guys? I mean, letting go. No, you don't, a lot of times you don't feel like saying hello to anybody. You just want to put your head down and bump through the crowd and say, you know, be, get me out of my way, you know? Mm -hmm. Be Scrooge. You can do that. We all have those moments. We do have those moments, and it happens. We're human. 
But if God's talking to you and you're listening, he's telling you to buck up, get on through it. You may save that person's life that's walking up right beside you, walking behind you, or walking right. around you. Or somebody may see that, see you saying hello, and that may be com com you know, contagious. Out of curiosity, what do you guys think? Hmm. What do you guys think? About? Just about... What I'm talking about? Yeah. Sure. It's always good to have a little bit of feedback. And that's what I'm going with. I was just fixing to do that, Gavin. I didn't mean to make it a monologue up here. I was just fixing to try and get y'all involved a little bit. So what do y'all think about that? Talk to me. Tell me some of those things you can do to touch other people's lives that they could be giving back to the community that, that you can... It's so easy to do, but... Be so me. Important. Huh? Be me. Be you. What do you mean by that? I don't know. I don't really know. I don't really... So I don't, I don't handle compliments too well. I don't handle... I don't like people really talking about me in a good way. Because I just like... Uh, uh, well, yeah, faint. You know, I don't want to come across it's arrogant or anything, but hear me out, hear me out, though. I just, just me, just me in particular. Okay. I just, and I don't know, I can't really, I don't know, I just had a lot of people. I'm just, uh, well, the light, of, not the light of the party, but I can make, I can turn <laughs> a upside down hostile environment and flip it right side up. So can I. And yes. I've got. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, and I can ruin a party just as much as anybody. So can I. <laughs> hey. Usually those who don't like to be recognized mm. or or mm. Um, mm. talked about or whatever, it's it's usually people who don't know how to receive a compliment. Yeah. No, that's not it at all. It's just being humble. It's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. No, and, and I'm not saying... Like, I, I know I got it, but at the same time, I'm not going to go out there like, uh, what's his name, Steve? Oh, I mean, like, but, <laughs> Did I throw that on the bus? Going back on, Thank you, AKA. Going back on track. <laughs> Simple, yeah. common courtesy. Like you. Stop that's what he said on my first time. Stop it. it. Okay. Simple, common courtesy every Sorry. day exhibited. Mm -hmm. Sometimes all it takes. Absolutely. True story. Just being real and not fake. That goes a thousand yards. We talk about being a gentleman down here in the South, right? Mm -hmm. You be a gentleman. With tact. That's, that's what that is. Mm -hmm. With a little extra on it. You, know, you have a little above and beyond yep, to be a gentleman. That's it. That's all it takes. And that's not hard to do these days because everyone Treating is really shitty and slimy. Treat people as people. That's right. Mm -hmm. Treating people as valued. And I don't know if you're off track anymore here, but... We're, we're on track. We're fine. What? I, I want to be your neighbor. I watched a documentary last night on Mr. Rogers. Okay. It's on Channel 13. Yeah. That good, huh? Yeah. Find so it. You're, you're, find you're, it, watch you're it. suggesting, I want to be your neighbor. It's on PBS. Mm -hmm. It was uh, in the movie theaters. It won awards. Fantastic. But uh, it's, I, on, it's on Channel it. 13 right now. They're in the process of raising money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they got to get um, one on there. But it's Mr. Rogers and... <clears throat> Even in death, I mean, he is still a strange little man, though. Um, it's very strange. He's a little quirky. Well, but that you yeah. will understand yeah. everything. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. I want to be it. your neighbor. I want to be your neighbor on PBS. If you haven't checked it out, go check it right out there in YouTube land or, 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 or uh, podcast land. Go check it out. And everybody here, that's a good one to, to watch. I think we ought to check it out. Uh, I don't. That's what I like watching more is documentary TV, so yeah. it probably be a good one for me to watch. So, so, letting go, letting go of that remote control, putting it down for a minute. This is also important in our daily lives. We do it physically. 
nothing about this physically as well. When you can get away from the computer, get away from your phone, get away from, you know, this is the one time that I can sit with all of y'all usually and you'll not have a phone in your hand and I can look at all of you in the eyes and we're not all just talking and doing this. Right? <laughs> Think about mm -hmm. it. Anyway, any other time you're here visiting or whatever, I'm either on the computer, which is almost 99% of the time, or y'all are on your phones, or I'm on my phone, or we're on, you know, something. We're never really 100% like this. This is important. Sorry. No, 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 it's all right. That's, that's one of the reasons I'm so big about that right now is because this is important. This, this interaction that we have with people, it's important. We've got to let go of those remotes sometimes. We've got to let go of the, the iPhones and the tablets and the computers. You've got to put that stuff down sometimes and interact. And that's the other thing, part of that documentary was, you notice right away that when you were with him or talking to him, you had every bit of his attention yeah. and he was there. Yeah. And it was an engaged conversation no matter what it was about. That's hard to do. And that is, and, and he is, uh, you know, the old uh, hypothetical question that's asked, well, who would you want to have dinner with? That, oh, Jesus Christ, oh, Billy Graham. Well, now people are starting to utter the words, Doc. Uh, Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. It's amazing. And to have that, that, those are the people that, you know, that have left marks on millions. Absolutely. And in a good way. You know? <laughs> and, um, well, should be my neighbor. And it's just because they were <laughs> genuine, sincere, courteous. He, you're right. That was who he was, period. I mean, that was his nature, was to be like that. Yeah. Do you know how hard it is to do? I mean, think about this guy's pretty famous, right? Some of the people who have asked him questions and whatnot, and he get you know, get a hold of him and whatever. They, sometimes some of the questions are so off the wall, they're just annoying. It's the same question you've heard a million times, and you don't want to, you, you know, leave me alone. You know, the paparazzi kind of thing, you know? But it's like you're saying, he wasn't like that. He, no matter what it was, he took the time, if you had the time to ask him questions and, and want to know things, he took the time to try and answer you. That's really hard. I mean, we all, we all have people that come into our lives, right, and talk to us and we're kind of half listening. You know, that happens. You're not on your phone, or, uh-huh, yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's hard to do. It's, it's really hard to do. Sometimes, though, depending on the person, it can actually, even if they're on their phone, sometimes it can be a way to, I guess, focus, help them focus even more, believe it or not. Sometimes. But I mean, now, still, I still our think phones that, are like crutches. Yeah, I think that's I, they are. It is more of a crutch than anything yeah, else. We, they are, we don't have to look people in the you eye. You don't have to engage if you're on right. your phone. And it is rude. It is. It we we have the the, the industry the, the 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 norm today would have been considered very rude in the past, and I I still think it is, and I do it. I, I'm not saying that I'm raw, I'm I'm perfect here. I do the same thing. I mean I, I do the same thing. So maybe that's something we can kind of work on in our lives, is to kind of let's put the phone down and talk. You know, um, it, it's come to the point sometimes. That, I mean, Gavin, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to pick on you. You're, you're usually very good about, about not having the phone and everything, but I just have to remind you today. But you know, there's some people that come in and every time they're in our service, they're on their phone. And, and it, first of all, I find that as an insult to me, so I bang my microphone there, as an insult to me, but it's also an insult to everybody else here because you've chosen to sit here and take up space and not really listen to what's going on and not participate, not, in, in, not, not you know, put anything into it. So why are you here? I mean, I, I want anybody to come here who wants to come here, but I want you to get something out of it. And if you just want to get on your phone, 
and it's not really what we're doing here. You know, we're, we're trying to we're trying to connect. It's common practice. It is. Yeah. And it's got to stop. For me, whenever I go into church, any church, no matter what, turn it off. Or where there is a public speaker, turn it off because right. anything else is going to be a distraction. <laughs> and how many of us have that happen? You, it could be for anybody. <laughs> how many of us have that happen? It goes off. It'd be phone ringing right in the middle of it, and you're like, oh, your face turns red and everything. I've had it happen, especially when I had really, you know, ringtones. I didn't want anybody else to really hear. The whole place heard it. Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> There's so many controls out there today, right? We talked about that. iPads, iPhones, computers, TVs. You get on the bus, there's, there's cameras, there's TVs. You, get on the, you go anywhere, there's TVs, there's cameras, there's things to read, there's this and that. There's all these distractions of us. And when, what really matters is you and you and you. That's what matters. So, what else do you have for me? We've really got to beat that down. I think we got, got it in. I think I've got nothing, it. though. That's it. I'm good. I'm, no more good. wisdom. I think I'm good. Okay. You, you realize our three-year anniversary is coming up, guys, um, at the end of May. Wow. May uh, 31st is our three-year anniversary of our corporation being founded. Uh, that fateful night here alone, I was, and did all that. Hmm. June's not, not, not that far away, so we'll have an anniversary, and then we'll have Pride this year. We'll be on the June 1st and 2nd. So right after our anniversary, the same weekend as our anniversary, we'll have Pride. Um, and then, so that'll be a fun weekend. Oh, yeah. um, an, an update on that. Um, we, I cannot come with up to $300 to pay for the uh, entry fee to Pride this year. What's it supposed to do? Um, it, it's already, it's already, they've already done it. When's the deadline? I, the, the deadline is when they run out of spaces. Uh-huh. And I don't know if they have run out of spaces near yet not, or not yet. I don't believe they have. But um, <clears throat> the deal is they keep it open until, oh, I think I believe they have 150 spaces, which is not a lot. And those are gone. They're gone. That's it. They're not doing it anymore. Um, they moved it to Fair Park this year, so it's going to be a little bit different, a lot different. Um, I think it'll be better because of crowd control alone oh. and parking and whatnot and the train and whatnot. You, I mean, you're talking about, what was it, 150,000, 250,000 people on Cedar Springs. It, it was a, it, you couldn't even call out on your telephones. Because the, the the cell phone towers were all full, you couldn't dial nine one one on your cell phone. I think that was another big issue is is a safety issue there. You can't dial nine one one on your cell phone because there's so many people down there. That's an issue. So yeah. it's for the first time in thirty years, uh, Gay Pride will not be on Cedar Springs. It'll be in uh, Dallas. So, but I'm sorry, we, I could not come up with the three hundred dollars this 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 year. <clears throat> maybe we're not ready. I don't yet. know. Well, maybe we will, but maybe we're not ready. I don't know yet. I mean, it, there's still there's still hope. I mean, we could something could pop up. That is a plan. But it's not just the $300 that we're talking about here. I mean, it's the $300 for the entry fee. And then we have to come up with, to pay for the new banner to walk with. We have to have a vehicle to, to support us and, and some, uh, some little things on the side of the vehicle. What's up? Oh, you dropped the slider. Okay, uh, you'll get it. Uh, yeah. And so it's, and t-shirts. I, I, would, I mean, I want, I want to do it, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. right. You know, I want everybody to have a cute t-shirt on and march and you know, be a, a, a good I really wanted to do this because I want. I think it's huge to get our name out there. I do. I think it's a, a, a huge thing to get. That will. I mean, that will boost us immensely. But if it doesn't happen this year, it doesn't happen. I, I, I'm just, I'll be disappointed with it. I'll be disappointed. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. It wasn't meant to be, and we'll get, we'll move on. It's just if the money's not there, which it's not, it was going to come out of my pocket. That's what we're going to have to do with it. Huh? We don't want to rush the bus. The same you're right. Time. You're right. But like I said, it's another whole year, and I, I really. Felt I'll pay struggling. for it. What do you mean you'll pay for it? 
Yeah. We'll talk about it after service. We're getting an income tax here soon, so we're going to $2,600. We'll talk about it after service. That ain't nothing. Because it better happen quick if your income tax is coming. I mean, well, it, I'm pretty sure it, it's coming this time, okay. and I'm going to get it. All right. All right. We'll talk about it after service then. So if so, time. we'll have an announcement next week about it. Okay? You're willing to go in March with us, aren't you? Yeah. When is June, June the 2nd is actually the actual parade. It's actually there's two, it's a two-day festival. Um, it's all going to be at Fair Park. June 1st will be the, the they, call it, they call it the Festival of the Park. I guess they'll call it the same thing. They'll have, they have the entire um, uh, Hall of State building where all the car, uh, automobiles are during the fair. They've got all that. And it's going to be indoor booths and whatnot. And they also have some, some outdoor booths. Um, beer and wine sales, uh, food sales, hopefully some Fletcher's corny dogs. Wouldn't that be nice? Can I wear that leather hat in there that's that sure. studs on here? You certainly can. Okay. No, Baylor's got the leather hat the, the leather hat for, for Fry if we get to go this year. <laughs> Mm. There's some incentive. Come up with some money. We can get that going, right? All right. I already designed the banner. It's it's 12 feet long. And it's, it just very, very simply says, Dallas Universal Life Church. And it's got our logo. And it says, forget what you think you know about church. And it says, our, our, just the, the, the uh, website at the bottom. That's it. Very, very plain. It's forget what you think you know about church. I love that. I love that title, that, that tagline we use. Because that's why we're not a normal church. We're not like everybody else. That's the whole point. We don't want to be. We don't want to. If I wanted to be like them, why not just go to their church? No other church that I know of does this. Sit down. I can get my um. True. Talks. I can get my shirt. Um, I forget what they call them. It's like, but it was like three grand for a, like a shirt press. Like they make T-shirts with the those are nice. and yeah. trays and those are the heater nice. and all that. Yeah. Silk screen kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. Those are nice. It, for shirts, we could, obviously we could do the we could do the the, the you iron could do on. whatever you wanted. Yeah, you could do the iron on. Throw whatever you wanted on the the tray the the, the sliding tray and then put the emulsion into it. Yeah, it would go on there and whatever color That's cool. you wanted to do. Okay, so enough about pride. Enough about that. We kind of got it in our minds out. It, it's it's up in the air. Okay, and the other thing about the, the, the stuff in June, we got a, we got an anniversary coming up, and then we got me leaving for Lebanon. So it's a big big month. Big month. Huh? D-Day anniversary. Yeah, absolutely. And Juneteenth. Mm. All those things. All those things. I, the stories are getting more interesting. Jesus is, is really, he's revving that, that ministry up. You know, the wheels are turning, right? What's well, going to happen next week? Right? I love this. To be continued next week. Yeah, wow. I feel like the soap opera person talking. Let's close this out in prayer, guys. Does anybody want to say the prayer this evening? Now that it's in evening time, we've kind of got a little long. Uh, or shall I do it again today? Anybody? Father in heaven, thank you again for this opportunity to come together and engage with each other face to face without distraction, or with as little distraction as is possible. Lord, we ask you that this week you help us to continue that in our daily lives and to uh, put down our controls and give more control to you and learn to, as they say, let go and let God. Lord, we ask, <laughs> I know, Lord, we ask that you watch over us this week and all that we do. We ask that you watch over our families and Lord, we ask you for you to continue to help our church grow and um, uh, just help us to be there for those who need to hear us. We ask all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. I will see you all next week. It was a good one today, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you so much because we needed that this week. <laughs> we needed that this week.
All right, let's get this room back together.